0: Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. We're gonna have an amazing chat with a superwoman. She is the owner and founder of Midwest Talent Management. It's been happening here for over 21 years. We share the same birthday, the one, the only, Betty McCormick, who runs Midwest Talent. Pop on, Betty. Well, we're just doing a voice anyway, but yes.
1: Okay, Hello, hello, hello. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. You look well, and I
0: hope you're well. I'm so well. So why do I do this podcast? It's my give back to all the artists out there so they can learn and, can, and connect and hear other people's stories, because not only actors have a story, people on the other side of the industry have a story. And I want you to share a little bit of your story, how you got involved being a manager. I know you were an agent first. So let's just hear a little bit about Betty. And then I want to ask you some questions that might help actors out there to further their career.
1: Well, Betty started in first grade when she opened Pandora's box. And that was a play we did in first grade. I had no idea what Pandora was, but Pandora did She done all this evil stuff. Oh, came the evil of the (laughs) world. And that was my, oh my God, I'm stuck with wanting to be in front of. The camera, wanting to help people who want to be in front of the camera, and every aspect of it. So high school, I I would do everything: makeup, the programs, the set design on on stage, and it just went from there. Then I went to college, and my my math teacher, I said, "Listen, my dad said I I need to be a math teacher." And I don't want to be a math teacher. So can I do both? Can I do a major in theater and then a major in math? Can I do? That? He said, "Oh my God, that would be horrible. Said, a lot of work." I said, "Well, okay. So uh, I guess I'll figure it out when I get there." So I get there and I, I took calculus and I got a D on purpose. I didn't go to class. And I had to tell my dad, I said, Dad, I can't do this. Math is so hard. And uh, so it's, it's very I agree. hard when you're doing theater and you have no time to do anything except that and get through your classes. So
0: It's, I, it, it's two different muscles, your brain and then your heart. So you're, you're in your heart.
1: So then I went and I did, started doing some set design there. I was doing the acting. I was doing the lights. The only thing I didn't like was costumes. No, no. I don't want to sew. no sewing for me. And then I, I said, okay, now what do I do? Four years of college, now what do I do? Mm. And I ended up applying for MFA and getting paid to go to you know, three years of college mm. and as a technical assistant. And then, okay, now I have, I'm a set designer with the light designer and I've done acting and oh, now what do I do? I'm in Columbus, <laughs> Ohio. And so I, I said, well, I, I, I was doing some voiceover work to, I, I got into that world. And then at that time, it was a man's world. It mm. was not a woman's world. Mm. Women don't sell products is what oh. I've been told. Wow. So I said, I got to find more work. So I call everyone up in the yellow pages and I call <laughs> one after another, every production company, every voiceover studio, anybody I could find. And I said, do you hire voiceover talent? And, and they'd say, well, yes, an occasion. I said, well, how do I get on that list to be hired? Well, wow. first of all, most of the times we hire men, sorry to tell you that. But ah. I said, well, hello, why don't you do something different? Because there are women nice. out there who would rather hear a woman's voice than a man's voice. That's amazing mm-hmm. that you have
0: the guts and balls.
1: and well, get on you. the phone. <laughs> But face-to-face, I don't know if I would have, but on the phone, you know, stranger or whatever. Yeah, why not? No, I love it. So then I helped start the union uh, after there was no union. I helped organize the union there. There were were probably 10 voiceover guys and two women who did this for a living, ex-radio DJs. And we got together and we started and organized and even went on strike, all, what, 12 of us.
0: Oh, wow,
1: I had no idea that, this, that you were part of this. And This was a while back. And I said, oh my God, um, this, and it was, we were on strike for a year. There were two ad agencies that hired most of the voiceover work for the retail stores. Mm. And we were on strike. But wait, why did you just go
0: on strike? Because you weren't because getting- Because
1: they were not paying the rates and they, they were hiring union talent for commercials. They'd hire a talent from outside, like in LA, and bring them in, and then they'd hire non-union. They can't mix that. It took a year and they finally became a signatory to the union.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't know that world at all.
1: Yeah, we, lost, we all lost work. Um, I don't remember, but then I really fell into, I, I was doing some casting, I, I had an acting workshop, and then I did a theater company. Oh, I so you were doing a million, million a things. You were yeah,
0: doing actors everything. and
1: directors, studio, then it was slice of life theater, and we did some producing, and then I said, oh my god, But now, what am I, I'm in Columbus, Ohio, what am I, doing? and I just got so inundated, once you start producing theater, um, come on, it's like a lot of work. Oh, wow. And then I started, people started asking me, could you help us find some people? And I said, yeah, okay. So I was kind of doing casting. I just fell into being a an agent, never had an agent, never knew what an agent did, had no clue. Uh, you know, there's the token modeling school that say they do all this agent stuff and they don't, they just sell their classes. So I became an agent and-
0: But where, where were you an agent? In Ohio? Columbus,
1: Ohio. And oh. then we started a network. Um, I started the network so I, I figured it was so much work for te- the t- local talent they have to go to Dayton, then they have to go to Cleveland, then they have to go to Pittsburgh, then they have to go to Indianapolis to audition and be taped in front of the camera. Yeah, That's ridiculous so I said let's network let's help each other you get something and we all share well I shared everything but most of them were not sharing back. Mm-hmm. But that way, that we put them on tape in Columbus and would FedEx the tapes to the other. Okay, so
0: you were like way ahead of your
1: time. Way ahead. The only big difference? Three quarter inch tapes. You know yeah. how much it costs those heavy tapes to FedEx? Oh wow. That's like crazy. So we did so much of that. We had a little studio in the back. We had a little recording studio for audio for all the auditions and we wouldn't get paid to do any of that casting. No. It was all on spec. Mm. So yeah, those days.
0: So you were an agent and then you were way ahead of your time putting people on tape, which is crazy. That's, I mean, who even thought? Cause we all think now that putting yourself on tape is the new thing, but it really hasn't. It's been done for years, but this is very different. So you were an agent in Ohio, but were you dealing with union talent?
1: How does that work? Because then you. Then... It's a hybrid situation. It's not okay. a right to work state, but you, you know, there's union talent that worked for union projects only. And then there's non-union talent and okay. that, you just mix it up. There was a lot of print work and a lot of industrial work in that area. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of that.
0: Okay. So you were an agent for how long? How many years?
1: Well, I must tell you <laughs> over, let's see, let's see, before you became a manager, almost 17 years, 15 years, I guess, so you,
0: before you became a manager, yes, you look good, Betty, you look good, <laughs> um, Okay, so what was the life-changing moment that you were like, okay, I don't want to be an agent in Ohio. I want to be a manager in Los Angeles. And what was that life-changing moment? And what is the difference between being an agent and a manager? And what do actors expect? I don't know
1: if it was a life-changing, but I just got tired of the too many people. We had a major database. Before there were computers really being used, we had files like these long files, like when you go to the library. Yeah, and we'd, yeah. We'd, we'd compartmentalized every type of talent and we had almost 20 of those. So it was like a, a, a hard copy of a computer <laughs> with yeah. the file folders. Wow. And we, we made everybody fill out a card for everything they could do. They hated me. Um, yeah. But I, I just said, you know, we started to, it took me five years to get the breakdowns. Mm. they call them hinterland breakdowns. And so we got the breakdowns and I actually, we taped somebody who did get a pilot Mm. and, but the pilot didn't get picked up, but that was a, and I said, you know what, all this effort I'm doing into all these local made in, played in Ohio, Columbus, Pittsburgh, Cleveland areas. I I got, I have to move. I I can't grow anymore. Yeah. 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 You know, that's what it was. And, and I took talent from there and not a lot of them, but, and they just went on over to Ohio. So I was going back and forth from Ohio, running a business there three hours or three months there, three months in, in LA, three months back, back and forth. I actually yeah. took the whole hard drive computer, you know, the big ones. I had a yeah. suitcase to put it in because <sighs> laptops were so expensive then. And I slept that thing onto the plane. Amazing. Hook it up so that I had my hard drive. It was a, a real computer. Great. And it, it just, it took a, t- it, it was a toll, a transition. And I can still remember talking to, what was his name, Bob at CESD. and I put him on hold because we had a hold system on in in Columbus and I came back and he says where are you Betty I said why are you asking me where I am I just put you on hold for a second he says I don't know it's weather kind of cold there isn't it snowing and I said wow what do you know what do you (laughs) know how are you saying that he said well, you put me on hold. I was—it was the radio, and I heard the that the, the it's very cold, and I said, "Oh my god!" I got, oh, that's hilarious! I got busted. I said, "Okay, so I'm not there at the moment. I happen to come back to Columbus, but I'm still acting as if I were there. So don't get paranoid." <laughs> so then i I just finally uh, sold the agency, and and so is it still? Is the agency still there today? no the lady that bought it actually got very very sick oh and just kind of faded out she Mm -hmm. tried to and you know she didn't i she didn't know how to turn that over to somebody yeah it's very hands-on difficult
0: yeah there's a lot that goes on being an agent there's a lot going on being a manager so you got out here and you opened right away in north hollywood is that where you are today are you in north hollywood
1: north hollywood Oh
0: my god, because I'm in Studio City. Where where is yours? Where's your office? Oh, we
1: all work virtually. We're entirely virtual. We have been actually for the even before the pandemic for five years. Oh. I work on our home offices with our big monitors. I have two.
0: Yes. And oh, so you're used to it. You're used to your eyes falling off from being on the computer. Yeah,
1: I have my blue glasses.
0: Yes. I'm wearing <laughs> mine right now. They're blue. I don't know. It doesn't really make a difference. But but I
1: don't <laughs> it's you know it is that's all we do we're on the phone and we're typing we're on the how phone do you feel
0: but how do you feel for the actors listening what is the difference in your um it and if it, or there is any difference being a manager versus being an agent there
1: there is a difference i i, I there's general i hate to be general but agents take on more people and uh-huh. agents try uh, actually turn off at six or seven o'clock managers unfortunately are more 24-7 even yeah. though agents do do that you don't bother the actor does, knows they shouldn't bother the agent or if they are smart enough they should know not to bother the agent that's what the manager is for
0: yeah what is a manager for A managers more to hold your hand to guide you to really help sculpt um and really have a more intimate relationship even though i think some managers do that some managers don't do that some agents do that some agents don't do that but that's really what a manager is for correct even though actors today want to have both because you want to have double the energy to help you know source out opportunities
1: i think the word is guide the career because there's every career is slightly different at where that person is at what they want to do what their level of understanding of the business protocol mm-hmm. you know and we're guiding the career. we t- we do both. Mm. I mean, every most of the managers uh, are submitting. Mm. and you know that's a gray area, but we work in conjunction with the agent. We do submit. We work as a team, yeah, a team together. and so and it's a trust. you have to yeah. trust each other? I mean, what, not- and they, you know there are times when, A talent makes it into a series, and then they. Ooh, I gotta get a bigger manager. Yeah, that must be painful. That
0: must. It must hurt though, because you invest so much time and energy. And I know clients, actors move around all the time, but I don't think they think about that sensitivity factor from the manager who's invested so many years. So how do you process that when you feel a little gutted when someone leaves? I think it's used to it now.
1: It's it's individual with the relationship that you have.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, because to find the talent that's somebody that has a personality you'd like to hang out with, you know that when they're on set, they're going to do so well because they have the business protocol to be liked without trying. Actors right. who try to be liked, oh, like me, like me, like me, I'm so
0: cool. Like, like, yeah. Well, you can't get the job when you're doing that anyway, because you got to really, as actors, get to know who you are and understand your personality and then not care what anyone thinks, but be kind. You have to be kind, but you don't have to be a people pleaser. People pleasing will not, you know, close the deal. It just needs to be honest who you are. Yeah, honest who you are, 100%. But like people, you have to, yeah, you can't be too weird. You can't be too gregarious. You can't be too touchy-feeling. You can't be
1: too shy. You and you can't be sense. too talkative. Yeah. Oh, my God, the fear when the talent's on set, and they get that nervous energy in there, and the director comes up to them and talks a little bit. And they go, Oh, hope the director's talking to me. Okay, why would I I'm gonna keep saying I'm going to tell you? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I remember that happened to me. I, and they just, Broom. no, yeah. no, 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 you say one sentence back. They're being courteous to you. Mm-hmm. If they keep talking to you, you would say one sentence back. That's the business protocol, because it's just a moment. So it's each moment.
0: Yeah, I don't know what protocol, but it's just to be, be a communicator that's not erratic. So if you're on set, or even with you as clients to you, and they're getting neurotic and, and you know, acerbic, and then just blabber all over the place, it's just you're going to shut down.
1: That's People ask me what I do. I say I deal with neurotic actors all day long. Yes, That's exactly you
0: just of course you do, because we're all so needy. I say we, I'm not an actor anymore, but I understand it because I was that. And it's, it, 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 the way this the, the whole industry is set up, it 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 makes you needy because I wish that all the actors I coach and all the people in class, when they have auditions, that you would go on audition and then they would say, okay, thank you. Good job, but you're not getting a callback or good job, here's a couple adjustments. Okay, yeah, you're, you're in consideration. We'll let you know on Friday. But by the thing, by the way that there's always the unknown, we never, actors never know what the feedback, it just makes neediness. It, it could be changed around. It could be. It doesn't have to be so, you know.
1: But most, you know, 90% of the job is rejection. So that makes you needy because you yeah. have to be reinforced. Your confidence gets lost.
0: Yes, it does. If you and let it, that's why you have to do other things to keep rebuilding and doing other financial creative things that give you security and and internal power. How many clients do you have at your, and how many managers do you have? Well, we
1: have eight managers. So each each of us has our own pool. I have like 22 clients. Some of the managers have more, Mm. some of them have less. You know, you build these relationships that stay with you. I mean, some of my clients, I don't know how long they've been with me, 21 years.
0: So you're loyal. You're you're really loyal. So what is it about a client that you'll stay for stay and keep them on for so long? What is it in their personality? What if they're not making money because it is a business? Oh,
1: there are years they don't make money.
0: That's And you're, and, that, and then you say, "Okay, I understand this process. They're good-hearted people." What is it in your mind that other actors can can learn from from this question? It's
1: the relationship. It's how you appreciate and how they appreciate each other. You know, it's, it's not that I'm asking for thank yous or anything. I'm asking you to respect the work that we're doing mm. and you'd participate and be, or be communicative. Please mm. communicate. If mm. you're disappearing on me, tell me why. And, and if you're in that dark place and you're a little depressed and you need a break, then three months we book you out. Mm. And, you know, it's... It, it's um, it's enjoyable if the people, if, yeah, they're friends.
0: Yeah, they're friends. Yeah, they're friends. And, and, and it must make you not feel great either if they're on a lower cycle and you're, you're wanting to get them work and they're just not, you know, they're not booking. It's all I cycle. think
1: that's normal, but I, I don't know. If, if they're out, they're out uh, for a while. I, I just respect that back.
0: No, no. I mean, I mean, yeah, but absolutely. But when you're, when they're in and they're going on a lot of appointments and they're just not booking, it doesn't mean that the work's bad. The work could be just as good as when they got a series, you know what I mean? So it's just that cycle. And I don't think actors realize that it affects you as well. And you feel, I mean, I would think that you feel, you know,
1: compassion. Oh, we get more rejection than the actors. Yeah. We get rejection because if we're pitching and we don't get them the audition, we can't sit there and tell them, Oh my god, we pitched you for 10 things, 10 good projects, 10 good roles, but they didn't choose you. Yeah. There's no time for that. We have to we have to choose and prioritize what we spend time on, which roles we picked you for, which roles we think maybe this one, and we and we push. We yeah. might have to push five or six times to get that audition. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's a lot of uh, rejection for you and doing sales and, and pitching. And how do you deal with that? Do you go cry? Do you go work out? Do you just go, oh, F it, I'm just gonna go. Out.
1: To the next one. You no, know, you sit on this, your butt all day long. But
0: <laughs> you don't take it personally, obviously.
1: No, you what we do is problem solve. We just go on to the, it's a problem. And we figure out what's it, how are we going to solve this problem? Let's find something else to replace it. That's exactly yeah. what we do. Oh, because that's so good. Next one, like an
0: athlete. Next, figure out the figure out the problem, have a solution, move forward. So, as the umbrella and your team, so you have eight managers. So, does everybody work with their people separately? Do you? Okay, so you work. We separately. share
1: some responsibilities, but we're we each yeah each talent is with that manager. I help all the managers so you
0: oversee um, it because it's under your umbrella so it's under
1: well I, I, we need to sometimes to vent to each other yes we need sometimes to brainstorm and, yeah. and strategize and figure out if it's worth and worth the time that we spend and sometimes it's not
0: mm. if, an, if an actor was submitting to you what would you like to see as a submission a picture resume real what is it for you personally
1: Basically that's it, Uh, but we we do sometimes like to uh, ask them for a personality profile to self-tape themselves and say why we have a list of questions. You know why do you uh, want a manager and and ask questions just as if you were in the room with all eight of us Uh. talking to us. It tells us about them as a person it tells them, uh, tells us about their vocal ability how they present themselves on camera, how they talk when they're improvising in front of people that they don't see. And it tells us if they're set up to self-tape.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So important that they can self-tape.
0: But before COVID, were you meeting people in person and having them come to a scene or was it always on on taping? to come into the management
1: it's We were doing Zoom before COVID.
0: You were, okay, yeah. I
1: mean, if we we want the self-tape first. We don't take a meeting until we see enough on camera to understand the person. We don't want to waste their time, our time. Uh, We don't expect them to always be ready and we take on new people and entry-level people If we think that their personality is there, the look is there, the markability is there, and what do I mean by the look doesn't mean they all have to be lean, mean, and uh, a a fighting machine, but is there something that I would see them in a TV show that I watch, would they belong somewhere?
0: Yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah, it's the quirky essence, I would think, but.
1: Yeah, because some of them just are not confident. I think it comes out
0: but I think it comes out if they're not training, Do, is that a,
1: all your, the training yeah. is very important. Yeah.
0: Very important. Right. Cause it's like, if you're not training, you're just millions. Not
1: working your muscles uh, come on, you go to the gym, you, you get a muscle. <laughs> if you go work out as an actor, you're getting a muscle to yeah. learn how to, you know, digest a script. Dissect a script, both of them.
0: (laughs) Tell that story. And knowing yourself and all the little pieces of yourself to help you tell that story in your own vivacious fashion, that's going to make them go, we understand that person on that tape. So when you say, uh, people, it's really important that they have a self-tape setup, what would that look like for you? Like what mine looks like right now. But go ahead. Yes,
1: yes. (laughs) You have a back, a wall that's solid of some sort. I mean, I got a fake one. Um, and that the light is comfortable and that you're not but some of, one of my actors still has a very crazy back uh, I don't know he gets away with it um <laughs> he is and it works especially uh yeah it does but you know you help them with that yeah you help them figure that out some of the actors actually pay to be self-taped so that they don't have to worry about it
0: Yeah, I know. I, we're doing private tapings all day long here. (laughs) Absolutely. But
1: you're also coaching them at the same time. So they're getting a double, double whammy. It's not just a reader. Yeah. Go in for 15 minutes. So you have a reader because you do need a reader for, for TV and film. I mean, when, with this commercially, you can get away without the reader a lot oftentimes and commercially it's, there's kind of two areas there's commercial print industrial those kinds of things that's all about making the money Mm -hmm. that's how you make your money obviously you have to have the skill sets to to win those auditions but tv and film is not necessarily about making the money it's about developing the career and your ability to Behave in an environment that's for film and television. They're two different areas, and that's about acting. We like theater people. Theater people yes. have the training. To, yes. It's just I, beautiful. You know, you it, can it's tell fun. the
0: difference. You can tell the difference in the quality. I only say that because I'm a theater trained actor, but I'm not an actor anymore. But I know the people I coach. When you have that training, there's just an internal extra sense of power. It's, it's weird of the, of the resonation of your voice, the understanding how to sculpt material, even though as theater trained, you sometimes have to pull it in and learn how to whoop, pull it to the heart and get more intimate, which is hard for some theater trained you know, actors to make that adjustment. But at the end of the day, the power resonates.
1: And and just the discipline, you know. When you've been in a play, you're rehearsing and rehearsing, and get those little nuances and yeah. listening to the director and taking direction, and not being more important than anybody else. It's a team. It's an ensemble of people, which is the same thing with TV and film, except that it's fast, fast, fast. And yeah. theater is has a pace that's so comfortable and so, uh, you know, it's just beautiful when you get in front of that live audience yeah every night it's a new audience and
0: yeah it's a wonderful experience theater for everyone out there who hasn't done it highly recommend it theater's coming back and it's just a it's a game changer so let me get back to you so when people submit and anybody out there who's listening can look you up um right
1: www.midwesttalent.com
0: yeah, so when they submit to you and you're kind of, you, will you look at all the submissions or does it have to be recommended from like somebody like me that recommends them? Or we
1: look they, at everything that comes in the email. It doesn't wow. take long.
0: Okay, well, this is great news for who's ever listening. So,
1: But we do ask that they look at the website first so they have at least a, an idea of what we're looking for them to send to us. But so many of the actors are prepared. They can give us a link from breakdowns. Yeah if they put their submission site together well on breakdowns, if they yeah. don't have any video, it's not gonna work.
0: So let me ask you this, i want to get your opinion on this. So people are always asking, I need a reel. And I always say, just do like a clip from class that you've rehearsed and it's just a minute long because to me, I've seen some of those places that put reels together and the writing's really uh, vague and nothing and it's just not as great. But do you like that better For your company, would you like a submission that is done with another actor or something that's just done by themselves as a scene that they're reading as a reader opposite the camera?
1: For our purposes of viewing them to see if we're interested in going further, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. It it doesn't matter because we want to see them, hear them, and get to know them. Mm. And whatever they're going to show us, it's interesting because sometimes they choose a a scene that they choose would be kind of like over the top, something i do when I was 20. (laughs) You know, just say, I'm outrageous, you know, look at me. Well, now there's nothing outrageous because when I was younger, it was outrageous. Some of the things that we would say or do or scenes we would do, but now no mystery. It's all (laughs) gone. There's no outrageous. Everything is out there. I mean, so but, but it's you're showing a bit of your personality by what you choose. Yes. And, and yeah, it's... Uh,
0: and it should but be like- that's lovely. for us. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm t- I'm only talking about you. I'm only talking about submitting to you. So like a one minute comedy, a one minute drama. Perfect. What?
1: That's perfect.
0: Yeah, okay. One minute drama, perfect. one minute comedy. So we get a little sense, not too long, not too short. So you can see a little bit of an arc, a little bit of their personality, a little bit of their choices.
1: But just like a casting director, they might look at the first 10 seconds of your demo reel and that's that's it.
0: So what, we gotta have a big, strong opening moment and a big piece of your heart, the vulnerability factor.
1: I re- remember, I don't know, 20 years ago when I was first out here, we were always doing those collages and you know, show all the different varieties of what you can do. And it, it's like, there's, you can't learn anything from that, except it's a nice visual ensemble of something. No, what the casting directors want to see is you acting right there to the start and all the way through a scene yeah. they can see for 30 seconds at least of a continuity of what you're capable of doing, not a collage for a second Two seconds four seconds to show oh all no the that's
0: over they don't have that anymore
1: <laughs> no but it was so interesting how important that was then <laughs> yeah. was, or at least some people thought it was important
0: i had that collage on my demo real years ago those little clips from everything and then you go into the scenes but it's kind of fun but whatever things change we tell
1: people to put it at the end if they make it that far then you have your collage at the end and it's yeah. all fun it closer <laughs>
0: So, Betty, what keeps you invigorated after 21 years of being a manager? What keeps you inspired?
1: Because there's always problems to solve. <laughs> <laughs> there are always problems to solve. And so one of the things I am I am working on as a nonprofit organization, I, I haven't really started, but I will be. And it's all a give back to the acting. An entertainment community, which I can't explain because it's too complicated at this level, but I just want to give back. Yeah. Um, But I think the one thing that I will mention that is related to what you do is you are preparing people for auditions. Yeah. Actors are careless with auditions. Careless. They, They don't respect the fact that that uh, how important the audition is. They get careless now because they get more auditions than they have in the past because they're self-tapes. I don't, I'm
0: gonna have to disagree with you because every single person that's in all my classes and everyone who coaches here or at the studio, they take it incredibly seriously for hours upon hours. So, I mean maybe- well, No, I, and I
1: respect that, but in general, when I look at all of the actors here with all the different managers, We start to see a pattern with certain ones and they do get careless. And that's when we have to have the conversation. I
0: I honestly feel like if an actor really wants it, that everything is a joyful opportunity and you should be grabbing onto it. And some auditions, you're going to have the time to really work on it. And some auditions you're not.
1: But But that's where instead of trying to be a people pleaser, you say, "I, I had to prioritize. I'm going to do this audition. I have to not do this other one unless you can get me an extension it's they just get overwhelmed and yes and like one challenge you know i said come on we we use whatsapp that's how we communicate so we don't have to have all these phone calls all day long and we can then verbalize what we want to say and we hear each other or if it's really important we text it but just explain why because with the pandemic, some casting directors have been a little more tolerant of deadlines mm. because they, there's, there's just room for it and because the systems were not working as well and they needed, they need the talent to hire. They yeah. need the ones that are gonna win the audition. So, but they'll only do that if we communicate.
0: Well, communication is key. That's a really important point though, that you made, though, because I do think actors do,
1: they're lucky
0: because they're getting so much more opportunity than they ever have. I understand when you're saying they get overwhelmed and then instead of just being clear, like I need another day, they combine both and then fail at both because it's too much anxiety and they get all frazzled.
1: So exactly, my- exactly. I mean, if they're getting coaching for one project and they're on their mind, they have three more to go and to, in their day job, they're not doing justice to anything. One actor called me and said, I, I it was said something about something, and I said, You sound terrible. You sound like you just woke up. You're so what's wrong? Yeah, I'm exhausted, Betty. <laughs> I am really exhausted. And he had been to the doctor and the doctor says, he has to sleep more. I said, I think you could have figured that out all by yourself. Um, But he says, I'm just trying to do everything. Yeah. And and now I feel that I'm not doing a good job on any of it because I'm exhausted. So you have, that's where the manager, the agent isn't gonna probably take as much time, but we, you know, let's sort it out. This is temporary. Let's just sort it out and figure out how to prioritize it if it's a ultra low budget paying the silly two eleven a day, then we'll have to put those aside unless there's an extension or whatever so we're sorting that out with them, which is very time intensive yeah, but that is the, I don't want to call it hand holding that's the anal- analytical part of figuring out how to make this all work so that you're winning and quality, not quantity.
0: Yeah, but I think you do as a manager hold hands because you have to be caring.
1: It's (laughs) part of your
0: job. It's probably you're a nurturing person. You have to be a nurturer to be a manager. I, you know what I mean? And you're working all this time for free until the actor books something, which is my next thing about actors showing their appreciation to, you, the manager, who works so hard for hours for no money until they book. So it's definite teamwork. It's definite communication. And how I, I would think that your clients show appreciation, maybe send a little gift card or send you a basket or a little note, little Those things. things
1: happen in the, in the first year, uh, the, the gifts that uh, we're not after that. What we're after is that you respond to every everything that we. That's, say. yes, that's, yes. The, that's the biggest gift there is, because then we know that you're if we suggest that you go to your your submission site on Casting Network and make sure everything is filled out so that we can use those auto, we have very detailed system, and it's hard to follow through with that. You know if you're an athlete and you excel in racquetball, we need video on that racquetball and go get it and give it to us. Yeah. It takes the time. We have what's called showmymedia.com where we have showreels and we put our auditions on there. It's an internal system that we use when it's not required to do an ecocaster is a different system. And that way we have a video for every skill set. Mm-hmm. And we, in addition to their demo reel, we like the demo reel divided by dramatic and comedy, if, if they have enough strong footage, or it's one demo reel. But those, every little detail that's going to help us get you an audition, get you an agent, have the agent pay attention. So we do all that work. We, we tell the agent, sometimes depending on who the agent is, I'm your glorified assistant. I'm here to help you. So you don't worry about me. I'm just here. I'm your assistant.
0: Yeah, you're doing all the stuff behind the scenes.
1: Well, it also makes them. we, it's a very delicate balance between agent and manager. And that's why sometimes they don't get along with each other Mm. because the agent feels intimidated a little bit.
0: Mm. Don't want to
1: deal with it. Boing, go away. Leave me alone. I can do this by myself. I don't need your help and interference. And I don't know, you might just screw things up. And they, until they get to know you and realize, oh no, this is teamwork. We're all on the same page. We're are sharing a mutual client, yes. we have the same goals for that mutual client. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I, I have a client who will, will, will call, she gets tons of auditions and we analyze each one. Mm. Uh, we decide before we prioritize, should I do this? You know, when you want to go from co-star to guest star and you're deciding on the show, is this a show that's ending this year? Mm. Okay, if it's ending this year, well, maybe just take the role because there's not going to be another opportunity yeah. for that yeah. star yeah. role. There's three episodes left. Right. So do the audition, get the role, and it's not a big deal. But you, you make these decisions together and, and not like you don't know what you're doing you know you're telling me I should just do everything no we're we're analyzing in your career at this stage in your career is this
0: you're actually like you're you're analyzing you're strategizing and it sounds to me like you're their coach kind of like their coach to sort of organize and to get them out of the the sad times to keep them up on the good times to to advise them on what's working what's not working you're definitely a coach because you're giving, you got to be giving yeah, to be a manager. You have
1: to be giving.
0: Before we giving. close out, and it's so good to see you, Betty and I have the same birthday, January 17th. January 17th. around January the corner. 17th. We have, do you know so many people are on that birthday? It is crazy. It is Zoe Deschanel, Jim Carrey, Benjamin Franklin, Michelle Obama, I mean, so many, Muhammad Ali, it's just like crazy. But everyone who comes through my studio is January 17th. It is crazy, Betty, it is just crazy. Anyway, of course I had to mention that. But before we close out, what are three things of advice that you would tell actors out there to keep going? What to keep inspiring them, not to give up? What should they be doing? Any words of wisdom?
1: I think that it's very important that you find somewhere, some people around you that you can work out with, whether you can afford acting classes, acting workshops, acting coach, get with a group of actors, work out, Mm -hmm. go to theater and audition for theater. It's not going to make you money, but it's going to build your confidence and your skill set in a different way that when you do go back to workshops and work with a coach, you have more to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. And the other is details. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard for actors who often have ADD or uh, it just can't focus on computers, skills. Don't give me that. <laughs> Learn. Mm-hmm. Learn how to do it. If a 75-year-old guy can do it, you can do it. Yeah, There's no excuse. But you have to Go to your submission sites, Casting Frontier, Casting Networks, Actors Access, once a month, go double check that everything is filled out correctly. Okay. If your passport's not in there, these little details that if we're doing a search or if we're doing a submission and it says needs to do this, needs to do that, blah, 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 and it's not in there, it's not on your resume, and it's not in a way that we can use it. we. There's some resumes that they put about 50 skill sets and that's not possible. You have to be honest. If you're putting something down that you can do that you are a swimmer, well, what kind of swimmer? Mm. Do you do the breaststroke? Do you just go casually swimming? Does that mean you wade in the water and the? or can you go into the deep, any, I'm, that's getting crazy. But you have to explain it so that when we're submitting, we can go there and say we can put a pitch note with mm. the detail that's going to give an extra hook. Say you're an ice skater. When's the last do you even own ice skates? Mm-hmm. Do you? Oh, you're going to go out and rent them. You used to ice skate when you when you were 20, and now you're 40. Uh, can you still stand on them? Yes, I know it's like riding a bicycle, but we need that detail. Yeah. What if so the actual What details? Because, details. Oh my God. Details.
0: All of that thing. we
1: have. Yes. In in pitching, when we're pitching someone, and we can't remember all of that. It's not possible. Do you own a dog? Are you scared of dogs? How many auditions you're allergic to dogs? You have to explain that. Do mm-hmm. you take medications so that you could be on set if you're allergic to a dog? I don't know. Have you thought about that? Oh, you know, all these details every aspect of who you are and they will say oh i don't have that many skill sets i don't do that much. well only fill out what you can do
0: yeah this seems more commercial to me but i guess you oh no it. no it's
1: also for it's yeah, theatrical
0: yeah
1: interesting if you're oh, on set, there's a, it, there was a disney movie about whatever and there's a dog on set mm. and the kid is allergic to dogs yeah yeah you know, all that and you find that out after the when there's a callback yeah why we waste all our time all the way up to this that you really can't deal with this you can't be on set
0: yes yes i have one other question before because i have to close this out in a second but i have a question about because i have a lot of actors that come in that are reading for things they're here in la but they're reading for things in atlanta and they slate do they say that they slate it's the truth right so you slate that you're from la but you can have residents you're willing to work for work as a and local
1: there's Correct. two two layers to that okay i'm not from atlanta i don't uh, you know i i will be a local hire at my own expense yeah i'll fly myself there i'll do airbnb you're being okay. totally transparent and honest right now sag may not agree with that and i have to say i can't remember the exact uh rules on it because it's changed some but then the other one is, yes, I have a place to stay there. My best friend from college lives there. So I have a place to stay. It'd be great if I could get airfare, but I want this job. So I will do what needs you to be. Do you think that's a
0: lot to say? Shouldn't you just say? Oh, you're saying I have-
1: it's like, no, just say I have a place to stay in Atlanta.
0: Yeah, I'm a local that's hire. It. I live in LA, but I can be a local hire. I think that's clear.
1: I live in LA and I have a place to stay uh, would be even a step more than local hire, because if you say I will be a local hire, that means you'll pay your own way there. We've got people in New York and Pittsburgh where they got paid for to get there, but they had a place to stay.
0: Yeah, so they don't have to pay for your hotel. You
1: don't, those are the nuances that we as the manager kind of try to figure out after it gets to call back time because mm-hmm. we don't want to lose the job opportunity either but yeah, we yeah. don't want them not to get paid for what they could get paid. So we'll get the job and then we'll say, hey, are you paying other people for the airfare? Maybe we get, and we we have gotten the airfare. After yeah. they said- Well, they- I think all actors should get
0: deserving too, whatever, but it's, I think at the end of the day, if you're the best talent, then you're gonna be able to negotiate because they're gonna, you've done such a great job in, the, in your dissertation of the story that they want you. I just had a client that flew from here to New York for, you know, SVU, and there's a million wonderful actors in New York. She got it, you know what I mean. So they have to pay that extra. But there's money to be had out there for sure. Anyway, Betty, give me your email one more time before we close out. So actors out there,
1: if Betty, interested,
0: wait, hold on. In meeting with Betty at Midwest Talent, she is open to submissions. Make sure your tape is one minute long on a comedy and a drama, and make sure it's freaking good. What is the email?
1: Betty, B-E-T-T-Y at
0: Betty's a giver, you guys. Thank you so much for coming on. I hope everyone found this interesting and helpful. And it's all about that connection. So listen to this and you can feel connected to Betty and then send your stuff. I love you. It's so good to see you. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for popping on today.